everybody. Welcome back to 12 Days of Podmas of Built Like This podcast. I am your host, Maxine, and we're on Podmas episode seven. Welcome. Hello, hello. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for your support. Thank you for subscribing. And thank you for engaging with this content. So I encourage you all, if you haven't yet, make sure you are subscribed. You have left a comment, a review, a positive one. Um, and you are telling a friend. We are, well, last yesterday's episode was the halfway point. Now we are going back in motion, whatever that means, but you know what I mean? Um, we're continuing on and we have a few more episodes to go until we are done with this year um, and done with the year episodes of Built Like This Podcast, formerly known as God Built This Podcast. So thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your listenership. I want to get into the topic of fear-mongering, the topic of doomsday, the apocalypse, and the validity in that. I think oftentimes for someone who grew up in the church, like myself, who grew up with this ringing in my ear, I'm, I'm pointing to my forehead while I'm saying my ear, where are my body parts? Um, I, I am very familiar with this rhetoric, right? I'm very familiar with the end of times, revelations, doomsday, get your, get your, get your mind right, get your body right, get your heart right, get your soul right. The end is near. Jesus is coming today. And for a good period of your life, this could leave you in a chokehold. And what I mean by that is it makes you feel fearful, paranoid, and constantly in fear. You're constantly wondering about, is this the last day? Is this the last days? Are these the last days that I'm living? You know, and instead of living your life, you are in fear of life ending. Um, and that has been my mindset for a long time growing up in the church, in the community of a religious background. Now, yes, there are some benefits to that, right? Maybe you are thinking about really going hard on said goal, or maybe you're not, right? Maybe you feel like, well, if the world's going to end tomorrow, then what's the point, right? I don't know. It's really about your perspective. Anyway, I come on here to really talk about how, how um, it's like not great <laughs> to always think that way and to always push that rhetoric upon people. Especially, and I really want to say it's particularly of the sort from, oh, Jesus is coming, right? And I know this may ruffle feathers because I may have Christian listeners listening, right? And I really don't mean to offend. I really don't. Um, which is why I changed the name of the podcast to Built Like This instead of God Built This because I don't want to continue to mislead anyone into thinking that this podcast is solely religious focus. Anyway, so the point is, I don't feel like it's fair to say to people, Jesus is coming. <laughs> and I say that because 
he's been coming, right? I've I've heard this my entire life since I was a kid. Th- these are the last days. Jesus come in. Look at how the world is um going awry, right? You know, society is failing, the gas prices are going up. Y2K was the era when Jesus was supposed to come. Do y'all see Jesus? And look, praise be the incarnate word, right? And what I mean by that is, you know, Jesus goes through people, right? He may use you as a vessel. You may be uh you may see signs and wonders and oh my and miracles and All of that is amazing and great, but stop saying Jesus is coming. (laughs) I feel bad even saying this. Like, I'm still kind of deconstructing the way I see faith and the way that I see God and Jesus. Like, it's all a continuous process. So please bear with me. But again, I really don't feel like it's productive to say Jesus is coming because you guys have been saying that or people, I don't want to say you guys. I hate when people be like, you know, on you, like a lot of YouTubers will get mad at their audience and be like, you guys are so dumb. You like, dang, all of us are dumb. <laughs> like, I've been supporting you from the beginning. Um, so no, I don't mean to say you guys, but yeah, a lot of people would say, a lot of people from a Christian background will push that um, rhetoric onto people. And I just feel like it's just, I don't want us to live in fear. Like what is, what is your purpose in doing that? Now I came across this guy's um, YouTube channel. I don't, I don't want to say his name. I don't feel like saying people's names all the time of content creators. Um, But let's just say he is a man of the Lord, uh, but he's like an unconventional type of man for the Lord, right? He doesn't, um, he doesn't fit into a box necessarily. He talks a lot about his background and how he, I think he's been to jail a few times and, um, just like been through it. Like he wasn't the greatest role model and he finally got his life right. But, um, he is constantly in repentance of his past. And, uh, Look, I'm great. I'm I'm happy that you found the Lord, right? I'm happy that you found purpose in your life and there's structure now and there's a meaning, there's peace that you feel and you experience. But I also just don't like when you, like a lot of people who come into faith and they get in the process of worshiping God, they always get in this like sad state where, you know, they, they profess this, I'm nothing. I am worthless without God, without the Lord. Right. And it's like, look, you could love God and not always like, you don't always have to beat yourself up. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like we, uh, encourage that. And I'm saying we a lot. Right. But in the church, it's encouraged a lot to be in repentance, be in repentance of your sin because we are sinners. We are always coming short of the glory of God, or we're always coming short. You know, we're not perfect beings. That is why Jesus died for us on the cross. And I know a lot of listeners may be listening to me and like, Willy Wonka or Charlie Brown, whatever. Uh, But anyway, this is building up to something. Okay. Please bear with me. All in all, I just don't like when people say Jesus is coming. I just don't. 
<laughs> I don't find that to be comforting. I never found that to become, I always was in fear of that. Growing up, that was not something I found to be exciting. Oh, yay. Like, nope, it's painted in the sense of ashes, burning, flames, throwing, yada, yada, yada. Um, so yeah, this guy on YouTube who I've been seeing coming up on my timeline a lot, he will always kind of profess, we're in the last days, we're in the last days. And I just, I just, at that point, it just made me say, you know what, it made me click the three dots next to his video and click the option that says, don't recommend channel. <laughs> Shout out to him. I mean, he has a thriving channel. His subscriber count is high. So I'm not trying to hate on him. That's why I didn't say his name. Uh, but I just, I really have to be mindful of the things that I consume on a consistent basis or even just on a casual basis, like stop pushing out this fear rhetoric. And maybe he doesn't mean to, maybe he's trying to be of service to others, right. To lead them to God, which is perfectly fine. I just think he has this way about his energy to make you feel so bad about yourself and I just don't I don't like that anyway I came across this docu-series I don't know if it came out I think it came out this year I don't know how earlier on this year is it relatively new or is it like older like earlier in 2023 when it came out not sure so the documentary or docu-series is called The Garden. It's on Max, formerly known as HBO Max. Okay, I'm looking at my dog because I don't know why he's laying one leg over here, one leg over there. And it covers this community. And I'm saying community on purpose because what I've noticed lately is this society tends to casually, loosely use the word cult so frequently to describe any group of people as like the others, right? Any group of people who dare to, to live off grid, to live in a turn live in alternative lifestyle, to decide to live life on their own terms and find a community who are in agreement with that. Just in that definition, I agree with, right? I was on this podcast uh, many episodes ago at this point talking about this um, sensation of living in your van, van life, that th that's what they call it on the internet, on these social media streets. And I was just so enthused by the way people are living in their vans and how they renovate the van and they travel the world and it just looks so freeing. And I, I just was so caught up in the aesthetic of it. It just looks so pretty and meeting the different people who, the diverse groups of people who are choosing to live in their van and how they decorate their van and how they live with their pets and how they live with their children or how they live solo. And it just was a beautiful expression of living life. And that's one thing I like about society and people is that 
we have the choice to live life according to how we want, right? And maybe not a lot of people have come to that realization, right? A lot of people are still under the spell of living life according to what their parents have set for them or living life according to what society expects from them. But when someone is bold enough to decide to live life according to their means and according to their definition, I think that's pretty cool. So I got caught up in the sensation of it on YouTube, just watching different YouTube videos and even some reels or TikTok. I don't think I've seen it on TikTok yet because I just started getting on TikTok recently, like for real, for real. Not for real, for real. The point is, I've been watching it a lot, right? Um, but I suddenly stopped because I think I I ran into pretty much all of the content of van life on YouTube and was kind of like, okay, I'm over it. That's how I am sometimes. Sometimes I, I just get so caught up in the like oh this is so fun this is so cool and like I will spend like a good either few days or a couple of weeks researching said subject and I'm so obsessed with it I'm the expert of it you could ask me anything and I know all the information and then two weeks later okay I'm over it what's next <laughs> what is that about I need to go see a doctor right I mean Maybe that's something, but that's just how I've always been. Like I lose interest in the subject after I've soaked up all the knowledge that is needed or that I'm interested in soaking up. And then I move on to the next subject. I just think it's like my mind telling me there's other things to look into. Like, oh my gosh, we could research this other topic. Aren't you interested in that? Aren't you interested in that and that? Like I just like I have so many tabs open mentally, but on my computer, I prefer to keep the tabs to a minimum. Okay, I'm going on a rant. The point is I got off that uh, obsession wagon with van life because, yeah, I got to a point where I felt like I got all the information I needed. And then I started realizing, oh, um, is this like a push? Like, are they feeding this luxurious um, version of van life. Like they're not really telling the truth or they're lying to us. Cause even at some point in my life, not in my life, but like mentally, like I will go into like different scenarios in my mind and will, will play house in my mind of different realities that I sound crazy. Right. But this is literally how I operate mentally. So I will create different like realities in my mind of like, Oh, if I were to live in a van life, how would I do that? Oh, I would get this van. Like I literally would spend time just researching different vans, how much they cost, just like the logistics of it. Anyway, I got to a point I realized I don't know if I want to do that. Right? I don't know if I want to give up living in a house, in a home. I mean, yes, anywhere's your home. But I like the convenience of a brick and mortar house. I like the convenience of a brick and mortar apartment. So I decided I'll just let this dream go. <laughs> so that's what I did. Anyway, um, I bring this back up because I started watching this documentary, docu-series called The Garden on HBO Max. Well, it's now called Max. And it talks about a group of people who have decided to live off-grid 
And by off grid, I mean completely disconnected from modernization. They don't want to go about the hustle and bustle of the world. They don't want to deal with the the bills that we experience on a monthly basis, the expenses that we experience. And they have, I actually wrote down a variety of reasons why someone will want to live off grid, right? Um, so some of the reasons include a desire to learn survival skills, um, believing the end of the world is near, right? So I just talked about that earlier, how the fear mongering that the world is ending, Jesus is coming and you gotta, you know, this apocalyptic, um, society is near. And a lot of people believe that now in this documentary so far, no religious talk has come up from the episodes that I've seen so far. So, I don't know if they'll get into that yet, but they do believe in the apocalypse. They do believe in the end of the world. Now, that is a difference to me, right? I know I just talked about how I don't like people saying Jesus is coming, but I do believe in the system failing at one point, meaning I do believe in this society turning into a dictatorship at at some point in our lifespan or maybe the next lifespan. But I do think that it can happen because historically we see it happen in other parts of the world, right? The dictatorship is not just a thing that we talk about in books. It's not a dystopian novel point or something that you see on the purge. No, these things are real life examples of people living in this communist type of society. So Yes, America is the land of the free. That's what is propagandized to us. But we don't know what things will be in a decade from now, right? We don't know how things will transpire. And we don't know how quickly things will happen into a disarray of some sort, because we see the advancement in technology and yes, technology is fun. It's cool. Like I love tech. I love, I love the nerd out of it. Right. I was interested in working in ed tech for a while when I was at a point in my life wanting to move out of the classroom and have a different career path and all of that. But I also am aware of the problem with technology and how AI takes over the human connection in our interactions, in our jobs, in our um, economy, right? So it's not always this positive push in our society. It has a lot of negatives. And in order for us to really have this conversation, we have to be honest with that. So all of that could lead to a point when we are no longer in control of our bodies, in control of our lives, in control of our relationships. We are now under the control of AI, of a robot, of Alexa, right? Under these things that can corrupt, take over, usurp our lives. What do we do now, right? So these are some of the reasons why someone may want to live off grid. Also, someone may want to live off grid because they may feel disconnected from the modern world. 
How can I feel more connected with my inner self? How can I find more meaning in life? I'm I'm going through the hustle and bustle. I'm, you know, I clock into work, I clock out, I barely have enough time to rest and work out and take a walk at the park. I'm too busy in the office. Someone may feel so burnt out that they've come to a point in their life. Hey, I want to live off grid, right? So these reasons are not wild to me. These reasons are understandable and relatable. I totally get it. You know, I, I get it. I totally get it. So these are some of the reasons uh, that has been discussed on the show so far. So th- there are so these people are located in La Plata, Missouri. Initially, they were in an area in Tennessee, but they've recently moved to La Plata, uh, Missouri. Um, is it misery? Sorry. I'm kidding. <laughs> like this bitch can't say shit right, huh? <laughs> I always come on here messing up a word. I don't know. I don't know. My mind thinks one way and I say it differently. All right. But thank you for the corrections. I really do appreciate it. Keep me on my toes. Um, so yeah, so they are in Missouri and they're living on this land, this physical property that is, I guess, legally theirs uh, or legally one man's property who is a part of the community uh and i guess yeah so the community is called the garden i don't know they're called the gardeners right uh but that's what their group is called now the documentary is called the garden commune or occult um and not occult like o-c-c-u-l-t i mean c-u-l-t i hope i said it clearly but So that is the question that is shown in the title, in the intro of the docuseries. And it's quite fascinating because it makes you question, you know, is this a cult? Is this just a community of people who decide to live off grid? And that's where I'm at with it. I think it's just a community of people who are just deciding to live off grid. But the reason why they're getting this cult um, impression or judgment from others is there was this viral news, um, just breakdown of their community, just, um, particularly on TikTok. And they talked about one of their community members and I'm purposely saying community. Remember that? Cause I don't believe they're a cult, at least not yet. Nothing has been shown to me in episodes one through three that makes me believe they're a cult. I just think they're a bunch of people who are choosing to live life alternatively. And I support that. So the controversy is there was a community member who decided to kill a cat and skin the cat and wear the cat as a hat. And they actually tried to eat the cat, but it didn't taste right. And I wonder why it didn't taste right. Cause I feel like if you put something in any, like, I feel like any meat, anything, honestly, but I want to be specific on meat. Any meat could taste right. I really do believe that. I haven't tried every meat. I really, I still have yet to try alligator. I want to try that. I heard it's a, I heard it's the bomb.com in New Orleans. So I do want to try that out. 
But I feel like ultimately, if you know how to cook it, right, you have to cook it right. You have to boil it right. You have to season it right. You have to clean it right. Like all of these things have to be done correctly. And considering the melanin or lack thereof of the people there, or at least the people there at that time, <laughs> they probably didn't know how to cook the damn thing right. Because come on, how do you know how to cook chicken? But you know, I just, you know, I just, I feel like every meat is the same. Because a lot of times people say, oh, gator tastes like chicken. You know, duck tastes, okay. I'm sure just put some paprika. <laughs> Put some scallion, garlic, onion, make it work, habanero pepper. It's fine. Anyway, so because of that uh, instance, people are, a lot of people online have been talking poorly about this community, calling them a cult. And I just don't agree with that because first of all, when they decided to talk about uh, the details of this situation, they said, first of all, the cat was feral. And I think that's a good note for us to understand because it's not like they went to someone's house and got their pet cat and decided to kill it, skin it, and sacrifice it to the gods. No, the cat was a feral cat. Not only was it a feral cat, it was interfering with the animals on their property so on their property they have chickens who lay eggs and you know a whole little farm situation and this feral cat was being a nuisance the cat was killing and eating the 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 things on the farm and the animals on the farm and it was being a nuisance it needed to die <laughs> It needed to die. It needed to die. And I think because we've become such a modernized society, we forget things need to die. <laughs> in order in order for us to survive, something needs to ki be killed. In order in order for us to survive, something needs to be killed. Okay? I am for a carnivorous lifestyle. <laughs> serious there's a point in this docuseries when this guy who's the the head honcho in the community but i, I want to talk about that a little bit too because there's actually no quote-unquote head honcho at least that's what they tell us but as you see in the docuseries from the first three episodes you see that it's not much of an egalitarian society that they are professing it is but we'll get to that maybe either this episode or next. But nonetheless, uh, this guy, yeah, who is the founder of the community, he says how he was vegan for many years and uh, he now wants to engage in carn uh, a carnivorous lifestyle. He wants to eat meat again. <laughs> he wants to eat meat. <laughs> get your mind out the gutter. Um, he wants to eat meat again. And the reason why he said that is one of the newcomers, he is professing in an idea to everyone saying how he wants to introduce hunting and uh, bringing in some meat to the property so that they could all eat something that is no longer vegan, right? Like he is bringing up that idea. And so the guy, the community lead, excuse me, excuse me, um, he is saying how 
he wants to get back to EME. <laughs> so he welcomes that. He wants that to happen. But there are other people in the community who are not in agreement with it. They feel like it's inhumane and yada, 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 all that bullshit. It's like, first of all, we have dominion. And I, I hate to sound like this, like, um, colonizer. I really do. But we do have dominion over these animals. I'm sorry, Theo. <laughs> Shout out to my dog sleeping right next to me. But we we have dominion, Okay. And it's a circle of life. It's a circle of life. Animals have to die. <laughs> but we are animals too. So, we, you know, we perish also. Like, it's a circle of life. This whole idea of we have to keep the animals. They die. You got to kill the cat. Anyway, so I am in support of a carnivorous lifestyle. And that's all I really wanted to say on this episode. <laughs> That's the point. Oh, child. Anyway, okay. We'll get into the next episode about maybe more details to this. If I if I feel compelled to talk about this further, this docu-series continues. It's not a short, at least I haven't. What I don't like to do, I don't like to check in advance how many episodes is, is in a show that I'm so interested in already. Like, I like to be surprised. Like, ooh, like, I want to see, oh, is there another episode next when I finish the episode that I'm watching? So I don't know how many episodes is in this series. I'm hoping it's a good amount. So if I care to share more i will on the next episode but i'm gonna go ahead and wrap it up here thank you so much for listening and i will check in with you all tomorrow goodbye